0: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And Tyler, we're just gonna get right to it. How does it feel to have a franchise quarterback? Feels damn good, man. Feels feels really good. <laughs>
1: that's uh when he walked off that plane in that nice blue suit and uh, his <laughs> wife was wearing that blue power pant suit. And I was just like, that's my president and my my
0: first lady right there. Like. you you just love to see it. You you love to see the um the jersey already made up in the house. Yeah, uh, when and, he and got, it's drafted. already sixteen. It's not like a one. They oh, already no, no, no. got a sixteen. Like that, and, that's that's what Urban we call. Meyer
1: finally, got to say, he finally got to say on record, like, no, we made this decision in February.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Like, so the, there was a rumor that um the plays that Trevor Lawrence was running at his pro day were actually just plays from the Jags playbook. That that the reason Urban it. Meyer went to him not was because he was unsure about if he wanted him to be the quarterback, but it was because those were the plays Early practice, you, baby. You can, you R- can rumor, never rumor has it. Rumor has it. The day
1: after he was introduced at the uh, stadium, he was running routes with the receivers at my high school. Um, I, be- I believe it. Uh, it I absolutely cool, believe it. But like, yeah, it just, it feels good. Like I have to hold, I mean, it was just, it was so those, those eight, well, there's like really 30 minutes in real life, but those eight minutes of the Jaguars were on the clock were so weird because I was just like these are the last eight minutes before it happens, but it was also the, like if anything were to go wrong, it has to go wrong right now. Like,
0: but then and- didn't you? But didn't you feel better watching the video of Urban Meyer and the GM and Mr. Khan like talking to Trevor on the oh, phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there and I think it was the GM whose name escapes me. You you know it. I don't know it. Um, he he was like yeah we're gonna wait until two and a half minutes to call this in the league wants us to wait and i was like oh he said it i didn't want because when the draft started then it was like the jags are on the clock and i was watching the draft with uh, my friends jared and and kevin borba and we're sitting here and i was like i have to wait 10 more minutes just to hear trevor lawrence's name be called like we know this is it like let's keep it moving (laughs) i I
1: was torn because i'm like i was sitting there like eat up every freaking second of that clock uh-huh. make of the league wait make the league sit here and wait for us to do what we all know we're supposed to do <laughs> but then another the part of me is just like the other part of me is like okay we're gonna be here for another three hours mm-hmm. probably just move it along real quick yeah but i mean they didn't screw it up they drafted the clear number one choice trevor lawrence straight up said in the interview that he was hoping that it was Jacksonville, which i know that's just a nice way of saying that like you're happy with where you landed. Like right exactly. There's no hoping it, it was gonna be Jacksonville. It but mm-hmm. it does seem to me, and maybe this is just me being romantic about it. Um, it does seem to me that him and his wife Marissa seem to like really like having landed in Jacksonville. Yeah, whole, I feel the whole that too. Jags fans buying him a toaster at their wedding and then donating like thirty thousand dollars to charity sure
0: is like probably helping that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, I I I just think it's you know, they're they're both from the south. Yep. They're close to home they don't have to deal with the new york millionaire he's not only is he instantly a millionaire but he lives in florida he lives in i guarantee you he bought beachfront property in jacksonville like there are much worse places and that's the thing where trevor lawrence just with his whole aura and his whole demeanor like look at his brother like that whole family is just very much like laid back wanting to really enjoy life i wouldn't be surprised if he retired like four or five years earlier than like physically he was you know he could yeah, have well, like like not not like succumbing to father time just retiring when he's ready right right and and not like an andrew luck thing where he retired in his prime because of you know he didn't want to get hurt not. anymore no but, <laughs> but but i mean but that but not tom brady where he's created a tb12 program that masses peds <clears throat> anyway um but you know what i mean he he, i feel like he's a comfortable person and i think just it it works so much better him being in the south beachfront property no state income tax in Florida, close to home. Doesn't have to deal with the New York weather. Doesn't have to deal with the New York media. Doesn't have to deal with Jets fans, as you know, just being like, "Oh, you are our savior." Listen, he's instantly the most talented quarterback in Jags history. Like, there's no denying. Not that. a very high bar to climb. But but that's the thing. But where, like, super he, true. Like, but so true. Like, and no disrespect, obviously. But you know, it's it's a younger franchise, and that's okay. You know, he gets to build something, and on top of that, he gets to play. He gets to be with Urban Meyer. It's basically like. Every college football fan ever should be rooting for the Jags to do well, because I feel like Urban is going to run this like an NCAA program on steroids. And while I hope it changes to how he ran programs in terms of ethics um, earlier in his career, I do think that this is going to be a fun place where fun college football players are going to land there. NFL people are going to be like, oh, why are they going to be there? And then all of a sudden they're going to be fun again. And it'll be like, oh, my gosh, where'd this person come from? So I'm really excited to see what the I mean. Jags I hope do. we
1: score a million points, like um, as do I, as do I, Tyler. I, th- I think, as we'll, we'll probably talk about in a second, with mm-hmm. what happened with the rest of this draft class, right? Uh, the Jaguars have, like put a put a big emphasis on helping their offense out more than their defense, which is a direction that you could choose to go in, right? Um, and they did, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, um, because there's there's multiple ways to build around you on quarterback but i just they didn't screw up the trevor lawrence pick it's so excited to have an and an, you know in official there's a draft card out there mm-hmm. and you know i don't have to hear jokes from people being like well what if they take justin fields nope because urban meyer coached at ohio state and justin fields at ohio state and people who think they're hilarious every one of the people that know that knows me and has made that joke to me just know I meant that with absolute full disrespect. <laughs> you're not and funny. I, it was never not. funny. It wasn't. So I hope you're happy.
0: <laughs> with with that being said, Tyler, uh, we are going to go into the draft here and review the the NFL draft. We're going to go team by team. We'll spend more time on some teams than we do others. But let's start off with the Jags since we already talked about Trevor Lawrence. Let's look at the rest of their picks. You guys had a second first round pick. You took Travis Etienne. So... Um, yeah. <laughs> so, can I just give my thoughts on the draft class as a whole? Absolutely, Tyler. Okay,
1: net win because you got Trevor Lawrence. Like, genuinely, is a win. Is a good draft class because you got the franchise-changing quarterback. The rest of the draft, gonna be honest, pretty underwhelming in my opinion. Yeah, I, like, I kind of,
0: I kind of agree there.
1: Now, the Travis Etienne pick when it happened was very shocking to me. Did not see that coming. I don't, and I'm torn because, like, Travis Etienne is a good ball player, is a modern NFL running back. I mean, if you're talking about building around your quarterback, get the running back he has been familiar with for the last three years. And, just and, and not only familiar, system. but he
0: is a high-level talent
1: yeah. as well. And and a lot of people are saying that, like, James Robinson should be upset and maybe, sure, but running back is different than, like, quarterback. Like, you can play multiple running backs. Additionally, this is an Urban Meyer team. He's going to want multiple playmakers. Travis Etienne is the type of playmaker that he's going to want. Um, Travis Etienne is a pick that is good for Trevor Lawrence, makes the team better. I still think they should have picked a defensive player. I agree. I still think that and I was more okay with it at the time because the two big defensive players that I wanted were still there on on day two. They didn't pick either of them at pick 33. They picked Tyson Campbell, corner out of Georgia who's fine. He's good. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think we needed a corner as much as we needed a safety or a defensive tackle. But you know we do need a nickel because we signed we signed uh the, one of the Griffin twins and um we have CJ Henderson but we don't really have a nickel so Tyson Campbell can be that Tyson Campbell did take away Kadarius Tony in the Georgia game but, he did like, let's not, let's not did. forget that right um and then beyond that it's just like I love the Andre Cisco pick in um the safety out of Syracuse I loved that liked Luke Farrell in the late rounds for tight end loved for, Luke for, Farrell for where we got him. Absolutely, Great first value. first pick One, in the fifth round. Value. Like, maybe should have addressed tight end earlier, but that's I'm I don't get the Walker Little pick. I don't get it. Like he hasn't played football in two years,
0: and and that's the thing I, where I don't he, get it. He, I think he fits that size. This is this is Urban Meyer taking a flyer. This is the Urban Meyer NFL equivalent of him taking a flyer and a three star recruit. Yeah. Yeah. where the possibilities are definitely there. The physical capabilities are there. But like you said, he hasn't played in two years, and he wasn't able to really do much at Stanford because of injuries. It's not that he's not yeah. talented. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you where there are some kind of head-scratcher picks, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people around the league were going, oh boy, Urban's going to do his thing. I just hope that.
1: It's, it's important to remind ourselves that the Jaguars, no matter what we do, are not going to be competing this year. That's correct. Not happening. Correct. Like right, and this is a recap it, it can be easy to get lost in the excitement that is the Trevor Lawrence pick and everything. And I agree, it's it's easy to get lost up in that. It's easy to get lost in that excitement, and you know, think that the tide immediately changes. But you've got a head coach that's never done anything in the NFL before, with a completely the youngest roster in the league. Um, his first draft class with a new general manager. I mean, this is the part that. Urban Meyer I think has always been good at talent acquisition and talent um, evaluation. Talent evaluation, but the way that but the way the draft works in regards to value might be something that he'll have to figure out. I'm willing to give him that time. Um but like I said, like it's it's the other thing like the Travis Etienne pick makes the team better wouldn't have been who I picked. Right, exactly. because like, exactly. I, I mean I I got to be honest, I don't think you would have gotten him at 33 but then you don't know, but you don't know that like, right. Exactly. um, We'll see. Uh, But I, I, again, I have to last kind of point as much as it was was slightly underwhelming compared to like, there's not clear wins on the draft board. Like I thought there would be, there's a couple good picks. Not as, not as strong as I want it to be. It is a net positive is a, it is a net win because you got Trevor Lawrence. You didn't screw it up.
0: Listen Uh, in, in 15 years, what are you going to remember about this draft class? Trevor Lawrence. So Beverly, there that's you go. how I'm going to remember. Um, I like it. I, I agree with most of your sentiments um, where the players that were acquired are good players for the most part. Um, some guys I don't understand. Um, Walker Little, again, I'm with you. Um, Andre Cisco. I didn't I mean, I watched like what a Syracuse game last year didn't stand out to me, um, stuff like that. But it is what it is. And I feel like like you said, you guys aren't going to be competing next year. You guys are going to be building for the future, and Trevor's going to be that focal point there. So I like it overall as a draft. Yeah. Um, can we move on to Miami? Yes. Let's you do wanna it. Want to head down ninety five? Talk about him. Um, I want you to talk about him. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to say this without feeling. Um, <laughs> wow, we did really good. <laughs> oh, no, God. No, You can say it. You can say it. We killed this draft, man. We killed uh, uh, this. You guys track. did a good job. You guys did a good job. Let's let's talk about first. Where again, we had pick three because of the the almighty Laramie Tunsil trade, the greatest trade in NFL history. Um, we get pick three. We trade back to twelve with San Francisco, and then we trade back up with Philly to get to six. And while Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts were off the board, I'm very happy that we went Jalen Waddle instead of Devontae Smith. I'm going to be agree. honest. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I was one of those people that was turned off by his 166 pounds. I was. No yeah. disrespect to his talent and it's- his playmaking ability, but I would much rather go with Jalen Waddle, the guy that was very much an impact. This is the closest to player that we have in this draft class to tyree kill now i'm not saying he is tyree kill
1: yeah yeah yeah. I, see i get what you're saying it's you see like, you see what i mean you see what i mean even well, more I use so that than all the time i think i think that people forget i think it oftentimes got caught up and this is an old man yells at cloud kind of thing but like it often gets kind of caught up in the hashtagging of social media or the statement the short statement thing of twitter where like um when you do player comparisons that means oh he's built like calvin johnson that means he must he's calvin johnson like no, I'm talking about how his play style it reflects that. Like, because it helps people understand how players win. Jalen Waddle is the closest thing to Tyreek Hill
0: in the speed aspect mm-hmm. and um, explosiveness in this draft. Yeah, I, I agree. Anthony and, Schwartz doesn't count. No, he's just a fast guy. Um, no, and, and, and that's a good thing because when you look at our receivers, you know, we signed Will Fuller, we have Devontae Parker, you throw Waddle in the mix, a healthy Gesecki, we can bring in. Uh, Hunter Long, our third round pick, the best tight end in college football, not named Kyle Pitts last year. He actually had more receptions than Kyle Pitts last season, which again, Pitts missed like what, three games because of a cheap shot by Georgia, which we won't get into right now. Um, So that's probably why it was, but still it shows a lot of productivity. He played with Phil Dracovic at Boston College last year. So he's played with a good quarterback. So you can see that he can produce with a good talent like Tua is and like Phil, I believe Phil is um the rest of the draft man we get probably the best edge rusher in jalen phillips at pick 18 don't have to move uh well
1: you know it's funny it's funny what i heard the story he had moved all his stuff because he's from los angeles he uh-huh. moved all his stuff back to los angeles at his parents house and Just now he has to move back to miami Come back to
0: miami <laughs> It's what you get, man. It's what you get. You should have just. Stayed I mean, home. there was stayed. a
1: one in thirty-two chance. That That's very <laughs> true.
0: That's very <laughs> true. And the numbers were in his favor. Look, I bet with his signing bonus, I bet he he could pay for the movers. All right, he'll it's be fine. a
1: small price to pay. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll
0: be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, let me introduce you to no state income tax for all of your home games, Jalen Phillips. Um, so, so yeah, we possibly get the best edge rusher. When the pick came in, uh, we weren't on the clock for long. If you remember properly, we I just like we were just like hey call it in um that's good second round we go with javon holland um which at the time was interesting because uh owusu akura was still jeremiah on
1: the board
0: there we go jeremiah owusu was still on the board i believe um asante samuel jr was still on the board which i liked there were a lot of players that were first round kind of graded or or were projected to be in the first that kind of slipped to the second and I was like why do we go there and then tyler then I watched the tape and I realized this is literally a Brian Flores player made in a factory the oh, man gotcha, plays there it is. the man plays everything there's a reason again it did not take great thing about Miami we do our homework Chris Greer and Brian Flores—they do their homework and then they call the picks in right away. They go, "Cool, that's our guy. We want him." Boom! Don't waste any time. When that happened with Jalen Waddle, that happened with Jalen Phillips, that happened with Javon Holland. I'm excited to see Javon Holland in this secondary. He's a guy. He is going to do the stuff that um, Minka Fitzpatrick didn't want to do for Brian Flores. And this isn't a mm. shot at Minka. This isn't a shot at Minka. Like. The whole thing was just a fact that's just right. No, it's just a fact he he came out and said it. The whole thing with Minka was that he didn't want to like be moved around and kind of be versatile. He was like, I want to play one position, which all right, whatever. And I think this kind of helped out in, in that sense where we were able to get a guy here in the second round that could play multiple positions that is tough or whatever. Um, opted out last year. Great player. I really liked him. And then Tyler, I'm not gonna call him the crown jewel, but man, I, I might call him the crown jewel. Liam Eikenberg, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame in the second round. We trade up uh to get him. I don't know about you, Tyler, but I don't know if you know this, but the 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 floor for Notre Dame offensive linemen is Pro Bowl. Like that's the floor. Basically. Basically. There's
1: there's almost no place in the country that's better at like just producing NFL worthy offensive linemen.
0: Like, maybe Notre Dame and maybe Iowa. Those are like the two spots for NFL offensive linemen where in Wisconsin. Those three, you yeah, get those like, guys out the big out of the, the Midwest, you're going to get a good lineman. And Liam Eichenberg is incredible. Just a fan, just a fantastic talent, Tyler, and I was so happy that we were able to get him. Um it was an unexpected pick. It was something that I wasn't expecting and then once again, I go through and I go, "Wow, let me read you off his resume, Tyler." He shut down Aziz Ojulari, Malik Herring, Josh Uke, Quidi Pay, Chris Rumpf, Victor Dimukije, Janaris Robinson, Joshua Kaindo, Rashad Weaver, Patrick Jones, Will Anderson, and Christopher Allen. Zero sacks allowed. Really? The, the man did not allow a sack. Was Ian Books oh. blindside guy? You have, you put him at right tackle, and what do you have, Tyler? A franchise tackle. <laughs> I was. Yep. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. Good value. But hey, listen. Definitely got it. And then the next pick again was Hunter Long. The Titan we talked about. That's one, two, three, four, five of our seven picks. The top picks were, in my opinion, home run hits. Fantastic. And then we took a flyer on Larnell Coleman out of UMass and tackle. And then finally, Dolphins Reddit could shut up because we finally took a running back with Jared Dokes out of cincinnati who had a great year at cincinnati and and that's the thing where he took him in the seventh round we'll see what happens um i like this draft for the dolphins i think we i think we accomplished everything we needed we got to a help we got an edge rusher we got offensive linemen we got a versatile brian flores-esque player in the secondary and then we took flyers on another tackle and another running back that can pair along with the guys that we have now i i don't understand people who got freaked out you know, some of my friends included freaked out with, we didn't take a running back at 18 or, you know, this and that we didn't take Javon Williams or this and that, whatever. Listen, what if I told you that the way for an, for a running game to improve is if the offensive line gets better, what would you think about that? Tyler, would that be far fetched? Uh,
1: I would think that would be true.
0: There we go. So but I feel I mean, like this is the situation that's, this is a situation that's happening. Miles um, Gaskin was on pace for 1600 yards. If he didn't get hurt last year, like, it wasn't anything bad you know the line's gonna get better having a
1: good running back is important in a large Mm -hmm. in a large way but it is so much it's so much more important to have a good offensive line
0: agreed agreed like
1: because a good running back can make holes where there are very few appear sometimes Mm -hmm. but like you just need an average running back right if, if you if you got a strong offensive line
0: yeah so i agree Listen, there's gonna be I, I predict a lot of people backtracking on Tua this year simply because we he's gonna have a line, he's gonna have a run game because the line got better, and he's gonna have an offensive coordinator that lets him throw the football. And he just there's got a lot another
1: excuses this year. So And there's
0: weapons. Right, exactly. This is the year. This is the playoff roster, the way it's constructed. This is a playoff roster, really- a playoff coaching staff, playoff talent on this team. Um, that is the goal for this coming year. And I think we can do it, and I'm only even more optimistic now that um this draft class happened. So that's my dog. You worried situation. at all about linebacker. Am I worried about linebacker? Um, cause it wasn't times, really addressed in this draft. It wasn't, you're right. It wasn't. And it was definitely a need because we got rid of our starting linebackers from last season. Um, but I'm not too, I'm not too worried because if there's one position that I trust Brian Flores to really tackle and no pun intended, but I trust him to knock out. Ha, the park. Ha, ha. <laughs> I think it's linebacker. I I trust him in that sense. It's like trusting uh, it's like trusting Dan Mullen with quarterbacks. You know, I was about to say the same thing. Have like, have faith. You know, you need the players. You need the talent, obviously, but have faith yeah. they'll develop them. I have I have faith in Flores. So if that is our one weakness, then we're in a great position for the year, not this coming season, but the year after. Where I think if we succeed and do what we're supposed to do, we can compete for an AFC championship or Super Bowl appearance type of thing. Compete. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. So. Um, yeah, I love this trap for the Dolphins. Uh, Tyler, is there another team that you want to move to and uh, and approach things? I mean, I think we should just go alphabetically. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make it easy.
1: All right, Arizona Cardinals. Um, we're not going to talk about all their picks, but let's talk about the the, the high the first three. They're interesting okay. to me. I like those. Um, they get they get uh, Zavin Collins, Tulsa linebacker.
0: Did they reach? Because they got him at sixteen, and I felt like I was reaching when I mocked him to Miami at eighteen. I don't think it's a
1: reach necessarily because he's all about linebacker preference. Okay. Like there's Makes not sense. really, there wasn't like, there wasn't really to me a clear cut. Well, Mike Parsons, actually Mike Parsons was the clear cut linebacker one in this class. And then after right. that, it's basically like, what do you want a linebacker that bad? And which one do you want? And what like, fits your system? So I, I didn't see it as a reach. I just didn't see
0: him going to the Cardinals. I hope they don't screw him up. I'm not, I mean, I'm not complaining with an Isaiah Simmons saving yeah. Collins. Now, now Rondale Gordon. Moore in the second round is who, who, Who? Hold, hold, who let this happen? I need to call the authorities. Who let the, who let Kyler Murray get a wide receiving core that includes DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Rondale Moore? Who let this happen? He's going to throw for 7,000 yards and they're going to miss the playoffs by a game. Yeah. I mean, it's a little strange because they're
1: going to be the shortest team in the league. Um, <laughs> Shortest offense in the league, but they're going to score points. Like, <laughs>
0: don't, <laughs> don't come to me unless you six foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. None of that energy. Um, none of that. You know, of all
1: of the, the, you know, obstacles, the air raid is designed to overcome. Mm-hmm. I think having a team entirely under six foot is not one of them that is designed, but we'll see. Like, um, I, I, you know, honestly, I think it's a great pick. Um, yeah, and then, we got to talk about the third pick. We third round pick. We do. We do. We don't have to talk about it too much, but they they drafted Marco Wilson. They did. In the,
0: the third round. Or okay. we know it was the fourth round, I think. No, third. They traded they traded up into the Oh, I'm sorry, the fourth round. You are correct. My bad. The fourth round. They traded which, up though to get him.
1: Which is a decision
0: that that was make. a pick that was made. Yes, that was a pick that was made.
1: You know, um, and and here's I don't the thing. I, I, I wanna, necessarily I, understand it, but I'm okay, also so, marred forever by by right. personal That's bias. And
0: like, that's the thing. I think that we are letting the shoe gate, um, the LS shoe, uh, get to us because Marco Wilson yeat. was the cleat yeet. I was thinking of the one that you came up with. That's the one, the cleat yeet. Listen, we're holding the cleat yeet way too much in our minds because our opinion of Marco Wilson will always be always always go back to you cost us an appearance in the playoffs um a potential appearance in the playoffs but when you look back at his freshman season and then after he hurt his knee when he came back every year but this past season he was really good he was a really good corner and he had nfl qualities and he was very much someone that maybe they won't play him 12
1: yards off the ball
0: Maybe they won't play him 12 yards off the ball. And I think it's a testament to we'll, we'll talk about the other defensive backs for the Florida that were drafted and a couple that were signed and as undrafted free agents where maybe that's the reason why the secondaries coaches were let go, because these NFL teams can see that there's talent on this team. You know, they yeah. were, there was talent in that secondary. They just weren't used properly and they weren't being effective. Maybe we maybe now that, you know, hindsight's 2020, but maybe now we can look back and say, all right, maybe the skaters team just wasn't being coached properly. From a secondary's perspective, you know,
1: yeah, still doesn't yeah, excuse I
0: mean, the, the eat By the way,
1: no, I think yeah. I think, but like the rest of the Cardinals draft is kind of just you know some players, um, right? Some guys, some I, guys. I I got to be honest, don't don't know most of them, but um, good first two picks. Can see it with the third pick. Um, f- my my draft grade for this is fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm all right. I'm not mad. I'm not whatever, but.
1: I I mean, I'm mad that Rondale Moore gets to go to Kyler Murray, but whatever. Um, I mean, that's going
0: to be that's going to be fun. Let's not act like it will be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. uh, Next next team, the Atlanta Falcons. I think they're in a similar situation as the Jags where they get an A simply because they drafted Kyle Pitts.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I
0: mean? You know what I mean? They get they
1: get an A. They get an A plus for me for Kyle Pitts. Right. Yeah. and, And. I'll bring this up later as talking about the draft strategy of some other teams that I disagree with. I'm like, I like Atlanta's draft strategy in the sense that like, okay, don't overthink it. Just take Mm -hmm. the best player. Like, right. right. It's also like, Oh, but they have Julio and Calvin Ridley. They don't need a good tight end. I'm like, yeah, but you're at four and you're not going to trade down because everyone who would want to trade in your position is like a rival. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just like Matt Ryan. It's and I'm going to talk about this a little bit when I talk about the Packers specifically, but other other draft strategy teams. But it's just like you don't have to believe that Matt Ryan is that good or anything, but the team is at least rallying around him and they're like, Agreed. okay, we're going to give him weapons. And I,
0: I just flat out believe that he's still that good. Like I I don't I see, actually think Matt Ryan's really good, but like, I don't see anything. He hasn't done anything to show us that he's regressed in a in a, like a massive way. So I don't understand why. You know, there's this outreach. They got to get the replacement quarterback. They got to do it. No, he's probably got three or four more years of high quality yeah. football left. You know, if, if you're
1: not going to draft that's Kyle Pitts rookie deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to draft a replacement quarterback, this is absolutely the direction you need to go in. Absolutely. You need to help your quarterback out. Like, absolutely. Either commit to a new one or commit to the one you have. Don't live in the in-between. At the very least, Atlanta doesn't doesn't ever have appeared to have lived in the in-between. Right. They they believe in Matt Ryan and mm-hmm. they get persuaded. We talk about it for months in the middle before the draft that they might move away from him. But then they're like, when they decide not to, they fully go in on supporting him. So you get an a for the Kyle Pitts pick. He also gets to where he's picked wearing number eight. So mm-hmm. immediate hall of fame. Right. Um, Absolutely. Single digit. Let's go.
0: Let's uh, go.
1: What a King. The rest of their draft is not much to speak of. Uh, Jalen Mayfield. um, in, in the second uh, is oh, sorry. In the third it is pretty good, but yeah, mm-hmm. um,
0: I like that. I like I like Richie Grant in the second, the safety out of yeah. UCF. I watch a lot of UCF football as people you – know, I am aware. My emotional this attachment is- to someone with an emotional attachment to UCF. So um, I liked him a lot. And Day Day texted me. He said, Sergio, you watch UCF. Is he good? And I didn't think he was used properly. He was. It was one of those things where the talent I was really clearly... didn't really
1: play defense, so... Right.
0: The talent was clearly there, but just they didn't put him in the right position to succeed. I feel like with coaching, it's going to come out. You know what I mean? There's sometimes that happens. Yeah, to I players, agree. Though. I agree. That's how I feel. Now you
1: did, they didn't get a running back. I will say. So... and That is a little concerning to me. It, like, it they is. Got Frank, they got Frank Darby in the seventh, seventh who's a wide receiver. He's good, in my opinion. Nice mm-hmm. depth player, but like...
0: Little concerning they didn't get a running back. So, so here's my thing: the running back situation with Atlanta. Um, Arthur Smith had. We've talked about this ad nauseum about the system and Arthur Smith with Derrick Henry and all that stuff. Blah 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 blah. But it seemed like they didn't even they didn't even make an effort. If I was in that organization, I would make an effort to try to land Najee Harris. I yeah. would try to throw some like, come on, man! You mean to tell me that? drew damien Taquan graham avery williams even jalen mayfield you can't package all those picks and maybe a future second to go get your guy i, I feel like you get Pitts, you get Naji. maybe you don't end up with as many rookies this draft but that's fine because half of them won't make the roster anyway like yeah like just package they, those they things did together go, to go quantity get quantity more than quality they did and, and i would have gone a different route especially given like we said we think matt ryan's got three or four more high level years left so why not go out and help him? Why not go out and get those weapons? You know? Yeah. So. I
1: agree. I agree. We'll see. Um, Next, Moving up? on. The Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to we... read you two draft picks. Yeah. what? Do it. No, no, no. Read gonna, them. Read them. Read two draft picks. At number 27 overall, Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. And at number 131 overall, Oklahoma State wide receiver Tylan Wallace. Immediate dub. Pack, pack it up. Go home. Like... This
0: like, Lamar Jackson was watching this draft and he went, "Sheesh!" Because <laughs> oh boy, was that fantastic! Fantastic job by the Ravens to get him. Weapons. Not
1: only two excellent wide receivers, but the type of wide receivers they needed because they don't need another speed guy. They don't no. need a tight end. They need
0: contested catch possession receivers that get them first downs. Like listen, Tylan Tylen Wallace is a better. Is a better and more like uh, I don't want to say more re- up to date or recent, but a modern day Des Bryant. He has the potential to be that kind of oh, wide yeah. receiver. And I love that he ends up with Lamar and Lamar has that weapon. And Rashad Bateman, we don't need not need to go into how good Rashad Bateman is. That boy can play yeah. some football. He made yeah. Tanner Morgan look good. Come on, guys.
1: It's true. Remember, there was a lot, there was genuine like. Draft uh, list that put Tanner Morgan above Kyle Trask uh, I, I did prior to the twenty twenty season, I mostly did. because of Rashad Bateman and uh, the one who went uh, Tyler, the one who went to Tampa. I forgot his name, but I know who I you're talking his about. Renfro yeah. is going to kill us, but
0: Brett has a Super
1: Bowl. He can calm down. <laughs> can calm down. Um, no, and then it, additionally they pick a Sean Wade out of Ohio State goes to them at number uh, one sixty overall, which mm-hmm. I'm like he didn't have a great season. He lost a lot of money this season, but like if you got to choose one place to go to be a cornerback, that's probably going to help you. I mean, Baltimore gets a lot out of their secondary, like
0: not a bad shot, not a bad shot for him. Not a bad shot. And and the so, thing was the complaints with him was like, you know, I, I think he'll be converted to a nickel. Um, yeah. I think that's I think his more he'll, natural role. And I, I think it's the same situation that we saw, you know, going back to the Gators because that's, you know, the team that we know, but uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson when he was at Florida kind of was a bit mismatched and exposed in the, in terms of the, um, in terms of in coverage, but we moved to the nickel fantastic NFL nickel guy. I yeah. think Sean Wade's going to be on that same wavelength. So yeah. Uh, yeah, great job by the Ravens next up. We got Buffalo up, Buffalo. Um, um, we both- what do
1: you think? <laughs> what, what do you think? What do I think? <laughs> they definitely had a strategy and Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with the strategy. They, they went heavy on the line play. They did both. Both sides. sides. First two picks are defensive ends. Next two picks are tackles. They don't pick a wide receiver till pick 203. The sixth round. Um, so, and then they pick a lot and they, they have like four picks beyond that. But, um, Mm -hmm. A choice it's 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 interesting because they've added a lot in the offseason they are a good roster so it's tough because there's not a glaring area of need that i think that they have to address it's more of their issues like okay they need to be able to be the chiefs and right and how my do you opinion, do that well the reason that they lost was one because they kept kicking field goals when they needed to go for it mm-hmm. but two it's also like you have to be able to shut them down and i think the defensive end picks were good in that regard but like you need you need some high quality defensive players to help you out, and yeah. you know I, they're fine.
0: So the thing, here's Gregory my thing: so Carlos Batram, they're fine. More so for Gregory Rousseau because this was a player that was a projected top ten pick before opting out, and I think it was very much out of sight, out of mind. And if I'm a Bills fan, listen, I'm very happy that I ended up with a potential top ten talent type player in um, Gregory Rousseau and I didn't have to move anywhere and this and that whatever so for me this is a pretty decent draft clearly they had one thing in mind and they address it but when you're a team that's that good and has that many weapons and you know is basically just trying to beat the chiefs you can do those things so good for them I think they approach yeah. it the proper way
1: they they're gonna let the dolphins sneak up on them um, Shh, man because you know I'm I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> Gregory Rousseau can't cover Jalen waddle down the field just saying now
0: buffalo has a really good secondary so <laughs> exactly exactly um tyler let's move i know on to- i'm speaking out of turn here but- <laughs> it's okay let's move on to carolina uh a draft that i loved like absolutely loved um yeah, this was good the four of these top five picks let me read them off for you tyler first off eight overall jc horn in my opinion the best- right yeah, well, jc horn you. was the
1: first Thank you, the
0: board. Thank you very much. I, not to say I told you so, but I told you so. You absolutely did tell me so, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Terrence Marshall Jr. in the second. This was a projected first rounder. We were mocking him to like Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the first round and stuff. Great steal by them. Um, and Then they they get Chuba Chuba Hubbard, dude. They got Chubba Hubbard. They got and that they got, was amazing to me. That, that was. was Right, fourth like, round.
1: Chuba, Chuba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey on the same team in an offense coordinated by Joe Brady. Unfair.
0: Fantasy sleeper.
1: I Fantasy mean, sleeper. Christian McCaffrey can never stay healthy, so that's what I'm saying.
0: Fantasy sleeper.
1: Uh, uh, maybe. Additionally, additionally, um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say, it, like, if if there's any chance Sam Darnold can be saved there's no excuse that he doesn't get saved this year. Like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're right. Yeah, he added all these weapons. The, the roster is really good. This, this draft fast call is really good. The defense was already playing really well. Matt Rule is building a good culture there like he did at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, You have Joe Brady. You have all of these weapons. Sam Darnold, you don't have the it's a bad situation excuse anymore. If you're actually good, you can prove it now. They right. didn't do you any favors by drafting poorly.
0: Right, exactly. In the
1: sense of like, They did you actual favors on the field by drafting well, but Mm -hmm. you get one shot at this. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I will say, it's weird to me because like they really just went all in on... um, I mean, they just really went all in on Sam Darnold because they traded Teddy Bridgewater away to to the Broncos and they didn't draft a, a... quarterback even in the late rounds
0: so so did they go all in or are they giving him the best situation possible to see if he's the guy for the future
1: well that would be going all in like i wouldn't say it's going all in i'd say it's going giving him they're a trial, not signing right? to, going all in I'm, like as far as the draft concerned, because they're not signing to a massive contract but like mm-hmm. what i'm saying is that they did not draft a replacement option okay like all right you know, like they, they're they like, this is Sam Darnold's team for a year. They're going all in on Sam Darnold. And mm-hmm. like, to me, those are the same thing. That
0: makes sense. Like, okay,
1: I mean, look at this draft, like Deontay Brown, Washington's Keith Taylor, Davian Nixon, Iowa, the defensive tackle. I mean, they drafted a long snapper and that's, you know, whatever. But like right. <laughs> in this house, we rejoice when specialists get drafted. Absolutely. Um,
0: still is a choice, like yeah, very much a choice um No, but I, I like it, I, and I really like the Brady Christensen BYU offensive lineman pick as well. Yeah, in the third, I think it's a, a great yeah. pick. So we'll see what happens. Listen, Sam Darnold, no excuse, like you said. So we'll see what this, happens. This team is shaping up. Everything's going their way. They just need to get a quarterback. Like, and speaking of teams that just needed to get a quarterback, I'm not saying that that was their only thing that's going to make them competitive. And gentlemen he's a professional look at his transition come on man come on i didn't. (laughs) i didn't pay thousands of dollars for the sports media degree for nothing tyler (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh justin fields is a chicago bear i did not see this timeline happening like i really didn't
1: see this coming
0: what's funny is that i remember the trade went off like came on my screen and i looked over at at uh kevin at borba and i was like borba who are they gonna pick up and he looked at me and he was like bro Justin Fields. I went, oh my, what? I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, Justin Fields, he's gonna go. Pick eleven. They trade up. They give up a bunch of assets. I believe a future first and a future second. And they get to pick eleven and they take Justin Fields. Um I, I think did t- Tyler did I did I have the so Bears Did the Bears do something right? <laughs>
1: I have so many thoughts about this. Like this was the absolute best pick of the draft, in my opinion. Like Wow. I ha- okay,
0: I, or- I differ from that, but but wow, okay. In,
1: in regards to where they, when, if you factor in where the Bears were and them getting this, it's the best pick of the draft from a value perspective. Justin Fields at 11,
0: even um, though they gave when, up an when, additional first and second.
1: Worth it. Agree. Because if you I hit agree. on Justin Fields, you're not going to care about that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, like, and you're not, because it's not like two firsts or anything like that. Like, it is. Like, they give up next year's first, but you have to give up next year's first anyway if you want to make a trade like this. Like, Especially um,
0: jumping, like, 11 spots or something. You're
1: not screwing over your quarterback in the sense of, like, we're trading three. Like, we're doing the Rams. We're trading two first-round picks. And, like, all right, well, you better believe that you can build the team to the seventh round because, like, (laughs) you're not going to help your quarterback out. Right. Um, Yeah. But it's... First of all, when it, when it came across as when trade came across the screen, I was just like, "Oh my god, the Patriots moving up!" I knew it. I called it. Like, yeah, that was a fear. That was a fear. And and then the the Bears came across the screen. I was like, the Bears. <laughs> and the, I Bears, mean, Justin, the Bears, don't
0: do picks. The Bears don't pick the, properly. This was, a
1: gra- this was a great decision with Ryan Pace's back up against the wall. My thoughts on this can be um, can be boiled down to three words. Next regime ecstatic. Um ever <laughs> some, whoever, some, some whoever coordinator the in the GM league and the coach of the Bears in the next regime are so happy right now. This like, is gonna
0: be this is going to be the hottest available GM and coaching job in the next couple of years.
1: Yes, and like Justin Fields has the arm to survive up and up in the AFC North. Like
0: absolutely. Absolutely. This is,
1: a, this is the type, one of the quarterbacks that if they were going to target because Mac Jones to the bears would, would not work in my opinion, like, and not, not because of anything you have to think about Mac Jones, but because Mac Jones skill set is not one that they need to be up there to, to play in the, the NFC North. Like, right. Especially exactly. in Chicago where you play on the windy river, on the river, like mm-hmm. exactly in the windy city, Justin Fields has the arm for that. And I just I just also just didn't expect because the Bears were in a no-in situation. They were picking so they've underwhelmed for so long where they make the playoffs and they lose horribly, and then we just go, oh, it's the Bears again. And there's no outlook on the future because they're they're picking too late in the first round to get anybody that they want. This they they finagled a good pick, like an amazing pick out of this.
0: And so. and Tyler, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you. They turned around the next day. And they did it again, and they took yeah. Kevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. I mean, so not only did they go get their quarterback, but they went and they got a fantastic. This was a deep offensive tackle draft. They got a fantastic yeah. offensive tackle, and so they're they're really like going out there and saying, "Hey, look, we get it. All right, we messed up with the Mahomes and Deshaun class and and all that, but." listen this is this is a big deal bears fans you should be happy i know that that's a weird thing to say because bears fans have lived in like purgatory for a long time they've never really had a really good quarterback um you know this might be the first like real franchise quarterback that they've had in Andy Dalton. better than Andy dalton now no longer qb1 i'll tell you that much um so, yeah, just with those top 2 picks. Great job by the Bears and yeah, I'm not going to add anything cuz you said everything that yeah, needed to be yeah. said. Um uh, a team that in my opinion fumbled the bag. Uh, Agreed. The Cincinnati Bengals. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Jamar Chase fantastic player. I- incredible wide receiver. He's going to be a stud. But 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 you know what a quarterback needs, Tyler? A the ability to stand. He, he needs the ability to stay upright. And clearly, this offensive line was not good last year. I'm not, I'm not even gonna sure code it. They were bad. This is a bad, bad line. They they managed to mess up their star, their franchise quarterbacks, ACL. And yes, they addressed the need in a way by getting some linemen in free agency and this and that, whatever, and great, wonderful. But you know what would have helped Tyler a franchise left tackle in Pene Sewell, and instead that they went with a wide receiver. Now, granted, in their defense, they addressed that in the third round by taking Joseph Osai uh, out of. I'm sorry, uh, I messed it up Uh, in the second round by taking Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. But you know who's a better offensive tackle than Jackson Carmen, Tyler? Penae Sewell. Pene Sewell, literally plug and play. He'll be there. He'll be there for twelve years. It's it's like
1: it's the Travis Etienne principle is what I'm going to call it now. Jamar Chase makes the team better. Mm-hmm. Is an addition to your team. Is a stud. It was still not the right pick. Correct. Correct. Completely like,
0: agree. Not knocking to, Jamar Chase's divorce. talent. Jamar Chase is
1: is the number one wide receiver in this class to me. Like, and I mean, you wanted him to be a Dolphin. Like, Absolutely. I would have loved for. Him to I would have wanted him to be a if that were ever possible. Um, but yeah. but the reality, like, it was not the right pick
0: no i you gotta protect your quarterback
1: hey they drafted evan mcpherson though so it's all good
0: (laughs) i don't know if it's all good but um yes evan mcpherson did go in the fifth round First kicker drafted as a junior as a junior let's go baby coming out got that good draft advice came out early first one drafted what in the fifth which is a bit high for a kicker like well, go, get no, that bo- no, go get that it's no bonus Roberto money, Aguayo,
1: But like, uh, hey, it's
0: never. I, I wouldn't wish that
1: career on anybody, uh, so though.
0: I would never wish that career on anyone. Um, so yeah, that's that's our feelings on the Bengals. Everything else is kind of overshadowed by um by the by taking Jamar Chase over Penny Souza. Just was it's just not the right decision. No, but you know what? A sneak, a sneaky good draft, Tyler. Like sneaky good draft. The Browns, Cleveland they, Browns. This team is going to be good. This, team, I this mean, team. They were good. I was going to say, this, this, put some respect. This team was
1: good. They last are good. Year. Yeah. The, and the, this the, this draft means to me that the current people in place in Cleveland, as far as decision makers, don't intend on letting that slide.
0: Oh, no, no. They don't um, want to go back to the Cleveland Browns of yesterday. They want to be the new Browns and stay there for a while. And, and uh, it, it's honestly, it's. It's a it's a serious argument to say that the weakest link of their team now is probably their quarterback, um, and that's no massive disrespect. I Baker. like
1: Baker, like we, I like Baker Mayfield. Like he actually I mean, played really well last year. Like, I
0: don't think I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but I think he's serviceable, no. and I think he's I think he's top fifteen. He's in the top half of the league. But I would agree. I, don't, I don't think he's elite. Um, but no, like we said, like this is a good situation for them. You look at their draft; they take Greg Newsom. Um at pick twenty six, the D B out of Northwestern. They end up with Jeremiah Ousuko who we all know was a fantastic first round pick. fantastic first round talent. Um, they pick up Anthony Schwartz in the third. And again, maybe if we see him in an actual offense, we'll see some improvements in yeah, that. I start. don't know what
1: Anthony Schwartz with a good quarterback is like, so I have to be like I have to be, you know, fair in my criticism. Exactly. But it's also like Cleveland's wide receiver room is already so good that you're kind of just adding an extra element there. It's a toy. Like, it's a toy. It's you're it's not fun. asking Anthony Schwartz to be your wide receiver one with that pick. No, yeah, I agree. you were asking him to be your fourth wide receiver and occasionally score a touchdown. Exactly. Like, exactly. And if you're lucky, he turns into Will Fuller.
0: But, exactly. If you're lucky, he turns into Will Fuller. So I like it. Know, I like know, the draft.
1: You know what I think is the the uh, low-key... Low probably one of the pick I'm most excited about in this in this in this class what in this in this draft hall their last pick UCLA running back Dimitri Felton that kid is a Hmm.
0: stud okay I I I guess I I didn't watch enough UCLA to he he scored like
1: four touchdowns in that in that game that against Washington State that oh the late nighter
0: yeah that you missed I did miss that game Um, I I did miss that game that's that's my apologies Tyler that's a that's he was
1: like more He's listed as a running back. He's more like in like the Percy Harvin athlete type in the sense of like he okay. can technically line up at running back. We also does wide receiver things. Like
0: so, I have here on ESPN. He's pretty, he's, pretty good. he's listed as a wide receiver here on ESPN. But it says here he's a versatile weapon, lined up at running back and receiver. In addition to returning kicks, he impresses route running the week of the Senior Bowl. Above average open field runner, undersized, below average top end speed and shorter arm. So it seems like it's just a couple of physical traits that aren't quote unquote the best, but you know, Hey, listen, five, he, he nine, makes five, plays nine, one five nine one eighty nine. So,
1: I mean, he makes plays and he is, he's a six round pick. So like, right. I mean for a six round pick, I think he was, he's a better college player than deserves to be picked in the sixth round. Like
0: I, I'll take your word for it. I like to see it moving on, um, moving on The Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm not, how do I put this? Let's, Hey,
1: let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Okay. The Cowboys got they they screwed it. Up. They got screwed and they screwed up on the opening night of the draft.
0: They got screwed, and they screwed up. Yeah. Elaborate, please. Uh,
1: the two top corners were taking the two picks before theirs, and which is the number one even. thing they were going for. That's where they got screwed. Then they panic traded back with the Eagles
0: <laughs> of all teams, um, and which which honestly was I the can't right really decision. Defend that. Like no, if, I I can. I can. I, mean, I can defend it. They did it to screw over the Giants. Right.
1: Um, so the
0: enemy of my giant- enemy is my friend, who is actually really my enemy because it's the NFC East. Um I liked it. I liked them moving back. They got they got arguably the best defensive player in the draft in Micah Parsons at 12. They yeah. picked up an additional I think third rounder or fourth rounder or something.
1: But, but, okay, I I get. I guess that. But I'm just yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, I just I'm not... thought that it was just like it was a lot of panic moving, mm-hmm. and um, they didn't really end it like Mike Parsons is good, but I don't think it's any of the players that they wanted to have,
0: like, right? I agree, I agree. And look, I, um, outside of Michael Parsons, I really don't see anyone that I like love. I mean, there's nothing no- that stands out to me in this draft class, notable like, name college wise, Jabril Cox out of LSU went in the fourth round. Um, but yeah, the cornerback that they ended up with, they, they kind of went on quantity since they couldn't get one of their guys at the beginning, they got Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky in the second. They got nation Wright out of Oregon state in the third.
1: Wait, Kelvin Joseph. Great event against anybody not named Kyle Pitts.
0: Okay. But in, in his defense, like Kyle Pitts was literally unguardable. <laughs> I mean, Kyle
1: Pitts moths first round. He bossed both JC Horn and, uh, Patrick's or at some point. So, I mean,
0: well, <laughs> I mean, if we really want to get into it, undrafted free agent, Trevon Grimes cooked, nope. uh, Patrick Sertan in the SEC championship. We're game. not gonna dwell on those thoughts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Next up then Tyler. I'll get sad. <laughs> yeah. Next up we have Denver. Um, the team that drafted Patrick Sertan in the first round. And they also drafted a couple of really good players here. I uh, really like Javante Williams, the running back out of Carolina. Um, I also really like um, Baron uh, Browning, the linebacker. Baron out Browning of,
1: was a good pick for them. The
0: linebacker out of Ohio State, he was really disruptive for the Buckeyes this past season. And one thing I don't understand though is the Javante Williams. I like him as a player, and I think you know at that at that position at that value and stuff, go out and go out and get him. But don't they have Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsey? Yeah. So I guess they must be moving on from someone. Um, or maybe
1: just giving themselves the flexibility to move on from somebody. That's like, true. I can't imagine Melvin Gordon's got too much left in the tank. For
0: yeah, the the you're, right. For you're right. You're like, right. Maybe maybe he's there this last year and then that's it. Maybe or maybe this is
1: to avoid giving Philip Lindsay a big deal.
0: True. Maybe they just see him as well. Oh, that's true. They are similar types. They're similar types of running backs. Um, they
1: are. I don't know. It's interesting. It's another one of the situations. It's it's the same situation that uh, uh, Sam Donald's going to be in, like Drew Locke there's no excuse for you to be bad.
0: Well, that's that's also given Drew Locke as a starter and not Teddy Bridgewater. It's a good point. So That's there's a good there's that. point. Other than that, a little bit underwhelming, but it is what it is. I think we can move on from this. Seth
1: one. Williams was a good pick, but they, they also have a lot of good wide receivers. That's so. true.
0: Yeah, they already had guys. Uh, all right, next up, the Detroit Lions. Uh, they won the great draft class for them simply because Penny Sewell fell in their lap. And that pick was in with a quickness like, well, that was that was as it should have been. They didn't dilly dally at all. No, it was was just like, oh, Penny was there. We're taking him. That was shades of the Vikings taking Justin Jefferson. Just like, yeah, yeah. cool. Call it in. We know what we're doing. Listen, this is a team that's rebuilding. This is a team that took on massive Jared Goff with a massive cap uh, because of the first round picks like they're rebuilding. Dan Campbell is there. They're going to go for the franchise left tackle and they should. That was a
1: great pick. I th- I think that was the great first round pick. The rest of their draft, just clearly players that they believe in long term. Like, yeah, and that's fine. They're not swinging for the fences here, and I think that's the smart way to go about this. Agreed. Like, agreed. Agreed, um, agreed. So it's fine And a right. good fine. When I say fine, I mean fine in a good way. Like, right. 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 Um, under yeah. like not flashy, but good draft.
0: I agree moving on to the green Bay Packers. And I think before every we, time, <laughs> every time before we go into the actual players that were drafted, um, and yet again, not a single first round wide receiver. Um, we got to talk about Aaron Rogers, right? He mm-hmm. hijacked the draft day coverage basically says, I want out and I won't play in green Bay again, unless the GM is fired. Um, do you think he's playing? Do you think he leaves? What's what's going on in Green Bay?
1: I still think that it is just a ploy for him to get what he wants. But what um, does he want? Well, I think he... It's like, I think he wants them to draft a wide receiver in the first round, but then they didn't freaking do it. Like <laughs> Um... That's what I personally believe. Like I, <laughs> I just
0: I just picture Aaron Rodgers with Shailene Woodley, and he's crying to her, and he's like, I just want a first round wide receiver.
1: Why is it so hard? And I had arguments <laughs> with some of my with a Packers friend of, of mine, because they're like, I could have had Adams.
0: Rashad Bateman.
1: <laughs> I'm like, Devontae Adams is a second round wide receiver, and he's one of the best in the league. And I'm like, I get that, but like, look at okay, look over in Atlanta, look at the south. Look over in Atlanta where Matt Ryan, a quarterback about the same age as Aaron Rodgers, not nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers. No, not like, at all. I like Matt Ryan, but he's not nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers. But guess what Atlanta does?
0: They, have they keep giving him all this
1: first-round receiving talent because they're like, yeah, we're going to get – They believe – Atlanta believes in Matt Ryan more than Green Bay likes to believe in Aaron Rodgers, so which sad. baffles me. So <laughs> sad. Um, oh, I just – And I'm talking about the brass. Obviously, the fans are different, but like it, it's weird they're building this and that's the thing they draft like they're building a team up from scratch
0: every year
1: doing that no it's the thing
0: you have you are you're in the position to pick luxury picks right like you were you you went to you've made it to -to back-to-back nfc title games get the man the weapons and win the super bowl now is that not what we play for
1: now i will say Uh i don't think that it, it's torn because like you do have to replace Kevin King. So um mm-hmm, yes, like Eric is a good choice in the sense that you need a cornerback. I just,
0: w- you,
1: ah, I just Listen. think, I just feel like the day that Jordan love takes over and Aaron Rodgers either finally leaves to go to Denver
0: mm-hmm.
1: or um like just or- retires and does jeopardy. <laughs> like that is the day they'll be like, okay now, we, well we got a new quarterback. We got to surround him with weapons. And I'm like, you had an excellent quarterback before. You couldn't do that then. Like, exactly.
0: Listen, I, I love Amari Rogers, but taking Amari Rogers in the third round is not going to satisfy argue, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. Arguably, just throwing it out there. Ari,
1: Amari Rogers in the third round is a great pick when you're a team that doesn't need to draft more wide receivers.
0: Exactly. But you like, do. So, like, it just—it's sorry. Sorry, no, no, I get you're emotional. right. You're right. And listen, I b let's go. We're we're running we are running heavy on time here. So let's uh we're just gonna keep it moving. But I did like to uh to Darryl Slayton, uh defensive tackle out of yep, Florida go heading there. Big run stopper and Green Bay's needed run stoppers um for a while. That's kind of been the weak point of their defense for the past few years. So to get that in the fifth, good for them. Go Gators. I think it's gonna fit in well there. Uh next up we have Houston. All right. Houston's first picks were in the third round because of the beautiful, glorious, greatest NFL trade of all time—the um, Larry McDaniel trade—and they took Davis Mills out of Stanford.
1: What are we doing
0: here, people? What do you mean? What are we doing here? Did you I mean, know exactly I'm happy what we're a Jaguars doing
1: Jaguars Uh huh. Like, why? 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 I know
0: why. Because Deshaun Watson's done. But Davis Mills. <laughs> so they took. Here's the thing. They took Tyrod. Davis Mills, least you forget, sir, was the number one quarterback in his recruiting class and was riddled with injuries during his collegiate career. Went in the third round. It's not like he went in the first or second. Day three pick. Or I'm sorry, back half of day two pick, sir. And the talent upside, I think, is there. I think it was a good pick by them in this situation, especially given everything that's going on with Deshaun um yeah i think i don't think that
1: he was the right quarterback to pick here but that's just okay
0: all right i can defend that i can i can understand that
1: other than that it's just like she's a bad taste in my mouth when you your first pick of your entire draft is a third round pick spent on a stanford quarterback that's not even that great like (laughs)
0: understandable i understand i understand.
1: But also, they're in a terrible situation. So yeah, this team is bad. So I'm going to cut them some slack. I mean, like the one good thing on your team is probably not going to be there anymore. So Mm. like, what what are you doing? Like,
0: and listen, the Brevin Jordan pick was pretty good. Fifth round, tight end out of Miami. He's a good player. So we'll see if that happens. All right, next up, staying in your division, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, The Indianapolis Colts drafted. It's, looking at the draft sheet is just hilarious. They drafted Quidi Pay, Sean Davis, Sam Ellinger, and Will Fries. <laughs> like
1: all over the place. What like, is
0: going on, in Indianapolis? I understand that you're a ready-made team, and you're basically just getting some parts. Luxury here. picks, baby. Luxury <laughs> picks. But man, this is this is literally the I'm at a buffet, and I want a little bit of everything because they just went around. They got Quidi Pay, who um some of my Colts fans were not too happy about. Did you hear him talking in his interview where he's like, yeah, I think edge rushing is something I need to improve on? And it's like, well, I hope so. (laughs) Isn't
1: that your entire job? (laughs) (laughs) Weren't you an
0: edge rusher? (laughs) So I know they're not happy about that. um, But I like Sean Davis is the fit here. He's going to move into like a nickel dime package safety. And Sam Ellinger. um, Yeah. I mean,
1: one of the better places he could go to um mm-hmm. RPO heavy scheme that they run there uh and you know if if Carson Wentz decides to not want to take hits um Sam Ellinger will t- Sam Ellinger will do the Tebow role he will he will start start pounding into people if you have to like so that put him, and put him at tight end
0: noted so here's the thing noted Texas fan my friend Kevin Borba co-host of the tailgaters he said he's the next Julian Edelman put him at receiver Put him at I
1: could really see that. Like, I think it I, really could. I think it could
0: happen. I think it could happen. And honestly, I, I would love Sam Ellinger so much more if that happened. I'd be yeah, thrilled. I would like I'd that. Be really. Thrilled. Like, That'd be awesome. Um, all right. It's just funny to me,
1: because Sam Ellinger is built in a lot of the same ways that Jalen Hurts is. And yeah, for real. Jalen Hurts
0: was just
1: in Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, Jacksonville, we already did. Kansas City, again, luxury picks. Uh, But you know what I did love? Creed Humphrey. Good pick. Let me tell you how excited I was about this pick for the Chiefs. Fantastic pick. Here by Creed Humphrey. And again, it's noted, they were without their first round pick because they traded for Orlando Brown from the Ravens. So they got a tackle. So you could say that, listen, yeah, there was a lot of pick swapping and stuff, but essentially they gave up their first rounder. For your first round, to get Orlando Brown. And for in the second round, you guys get Creed Humphrey's Um. I'm not saying it's a great draft, but I'm not saying it's a bad one. And Cornell Powell is is made me upset. Like, oh really? Cornell Powell is good, and I'm I'm upset. It's just it's just yet another overachieving college wide receiver that's going to do well.
1: (laughs) And Cornell Powell is going to go from spending most of his college career catching passes from Trevor Lawrence to go catch passes from Patrick Mahomes.
0: (laughs) Oh oh the the trauma. (laughs) Next up, the Chargers. No, the Chargers, my friend. I'm so, oh, so I'm so we wrong. Have the, we the have Chargers. both, we have both LA teams. So we have the Chargers first. Great draft. Great draft.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, the first round picks. Great.
0: Yeah. um, and, Yeah. First round picks. Great. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, it was good. The first round pick. And he, he, honestly, the first two picks are amazing. That's what I was going to say. Well, like, Ray
0: Slater first, first round, he falls to them. People were arguing that he was better than Penny Sewell. I don't know if he is, but he is a really good tackle. And then Asante Samuel Jr. falls to them uh, in the second round at pick 15 in that round. And yeah. Yeah. Great, everything great else for them. is just
1: kind of like, maybe. Yeah. Just kind of they, taking I chances. I don't have problems with everything, any of the other picks, but the, mm-hmm. the first two were really good.
0: I like the Nick Neiman pick, the linebacker out right of Iowa. He was mm-hmm. really much yeah. a, a stalwart there for the Hawkeyes. And I think that that's going to be a good, uh, a good fit there. I, th- I think he'll make the roster. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Rams who... Um, what are they doing? Well, they don't have first round picks. Um, and in the second round, they take Tutu Atwell out of Louisville. Who's good? Who's good? He weighs less than Devontae Smith. Does he really? Oh, my gosh. 5'9", 155. Look,
1: look, it. Oh, look it up.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture of his arm. That's too skinny, my guy.
1: This is your first pick of the draft.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Like... Th- th- I I say this. I don't mean it as an indictment on the Raiders as a team because, like, they've had bad drafts before and it hasn't affected them. Like, because, like, Sean McVay and Lesney, like, they build the team well somehow. And, like, even though the drafts don't always make sense Uh because they they do a lot of trading, they do a lot of free agency, and they hit on some of their picks. But, like, of all the wide receivers you could have gotten to help you out, I just really don't think Tutu Atwell was the one you should have gone with. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm for with for,
1: for the type of team, maybe they're going to change it, but they do because they're adding Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. So they're going to like because they went in a lot of like under center, only two wide receivers on the field with with J- with um, uh, Jared Goff. And they're not going to have to do that as much with Matt Stafford. So like,
0: right. So maybe there's so, that. I don't know, but yeah, no. I'll, wow. OK, so everything else to me is whatever, you know, not the. Yeah, not, it's not really much to talk about. Like, all right, let's move over to Vegas then okay Vegas
1: <laughs> the Trayvon Merrick pick was good but that the, one fact, was good.
0: the fact that you went yeah but the second rounder was good um all right listen I like Alex Leatherwood I think he's a good offensive lineman way too early way too early way too early way too early
1: and Just, it's not even Nat that that does it for me it's all these other picks that I'm like it yeah. continues to be the whole we're gonna draft guys that we that are like are our, our character guys that we like and like not really mind value or ability they're not they're not playing of,
0: the draft well
1: they're yeah, not they playing don't play the draft,
0: the draft well. so i that's and they haven't and
1: they they're just continuing to do what they've done for years like they drafted Cleveland Farrell number 4 overall
0: that's they traded up to draft Cleveland Farrell 4 remember we were like oh who are they going to take and they take Farrell we're like what <laughs> what like,
1: um, yeah so yeah all right. It's pretty much par for the course. Yeah.
0: Moving on. Minnesota Vikings. All right. Minnesota Vikings. With the exception of your second round pick, I like this draft. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's ruined for me.
0: Because of the second uh, round. I'm sorry. The third round pick. Nope. I yeah, i am now a Vikings oh, hater. Got it. So the reason that Tyler is acting like he's 12 years old is because Christian Darasol, Um Oh, no. No, it's not. Is it? Christian Doris, act- is was their first round pick. Right. Why are you acting 12? Because Kellen Mond went in the third round to them.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. is this- I'm
0: kidding. Uh,
1: serious, Kellen, Kellen Mond.
0: serious question. Serious question. Does this impact our Sam Howell future Minnesota Vikings quarterback theory?
1: Yeah, it shouldn't, but it, it kind of, it might. Oh. Because it's a matter of, you know, Kellen Mond's not good enough immediately to beat out Kirk Cousins. But if Kirk Cousins is bad, he might get some playing time or maybe it'll do that thing where like they've seen enough of him in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to let Kirk Cousins walk because they don't want to keep paying him. Right. And they're not going to take a chance on Sam Howell. But who knows? Um, I'm interested because like I will say that for as far as Kelman, like it's, it's going to a similar a system, very similar to the Jimbo system that he's going to in regards to the fact that the yeah, passing offense is going to be built to protect him.
0: So, um, so you mean he's going to a system that's going to make him look like a mediocre quarterback again?
1: Yes, exactly. It's um, almost like
0: he's a mediocre quarterback.
1: He's just okay. Kellen Mond just has tools, but over three years, he had two good games. Like, and we're overhyping those two two good truly good games. You're right. No, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just over it. Like, I am too. Pitching of the
0: choir here, my guy. I, I, I'm. You we're know, spending too and, much time and, on Kellen Mond. <laughs> he does not he, deserve he, this much attention in he, a and draft. The amount of headspace space f- that
1: he has in me, I'm trying to get rid of it, but like at least, oh uh, God, we're, we're moving on, we're moving, we're on. moving
0: on, we're moving on. Um, I like the Christian Darisal pick. I confuse Christian Barisar with um, Darisal with um, Christian, Christian Barmore. Barmore. Yeah, that's why I was like, Speaking oh, Speaking of right
1: Christian right. Barmore.
0: Mm, no. The next we, draft. We go we go to New England. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, because I got him a second. New England. All right, let's, let do you want to have the Mac Jones conversation or do we just kind of want to acknowledge that he's What do you think about the Mac Jones thing? Like... This this is the best thing that could have happened to all the other teams in the AFC East because Mac Jones falls to them. I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast, noted patriot lover. And he keeps talking about how him and his dad and all of his Boston friends are super excited that they got Mac Jones and how, oh my Deception gosh, the league, buys. the league, let us get Mac Jones. They're going to pay for this blah, 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 blah. And I really they did not say that they did. No, they, they did. did not say they that. Did. No, they did. They did. Um, and what I think what's happening here is, um, they're falling in love with this idea that they found a Brady replacement, right? They see an upright quarterback. They see a guy that has good footwork in the pocket, which Brady does. And Mac Jones has good footwork in the pocket. He's just not fast. And he's not able to evade those different types of players, uh, linemen and stuff. And he's not able to get out of the pocket like modern day football is kind of seen. And so they are kind of going and going, oh my gosh, we, we just got the replacement. We did this and that when they're not realizing that in a quarterback room that included, Tua Tugavailoa, Jalen Hurts, and uh who's the guy that transferred out? I forgot. Mac Jones was was the last on that list. Mac Jones had to be at Alabama for four full seasons and they had to go, I, heard, I guess we'll give him a shot. And they almost started Bryce Young last year. Like yeah. he, in terms of talent, is not the most talented quarterback. Now, is he intelligent and does he make the right decisions and is he smart? Absolutely. he He's a great college quarterback. He but, is a fantastic college quarterback because but, he, he's smart enough to make the right decisions. But here's the thing. In the NFL, the, just in our division alone, Tua Tagovailoa, Zach Wilson, just, uh, Josh Allen, three mobile quarterbacks that can throw the ball and are immensely accurate. Mac Jones does not fit that profile. I mean, this isn't the this isn't college football where you can throw the triple option and be like, we're going to catch you slipping. No, it's not how it works. I don't think this was a good I mean, I think value wise, it was a good flyer for them. I just think Patriots fans needs to taper their expectations because this is not Tom Brady 2.0 showing up here, guys.
1: My biggest problem is just that the way they've been building this team to to, uh, go like with the way that Cam Newton plays. Mm hmm goes counterculture to this pick. Absolutely.
0: Um, absolutely. It's just completely different. This, completely if Tom different. Brady was
1: still there and or he had just left,
0: mm-hmm. this would
1: be different. I'd be like, okay, the team's built for the same type of quarterback. Uh-huh. And it's still like, I don't think matches be that good. But honestly, the thing to me the most is that Mac Jones does not have a lot of mobility. Which, you know, is the problem that one of our favorite quarterbacks also kind of has. So Mm -hmm. full disclosure. (laughs) Right. I would say Kyle Trask is more mobile, but that's whatever. But um, But
0: here's the thing. Kyle Trask is going to a system where that entire thing is going going to where where Mac Jones wants to be. Exactly. Listen, if Mac Jones ended up in Tampa with Brady. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. that would be perfect because that offense is built there. Now, here's now in the Patriots defense, right? In New England's defense. I'm pretty sure the Brady playbook isn't too far away from Josh McDaniels. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's just got to blow the dust off, pick it up from the bottom of the filing cabinet, and he can open it up again. But then again, and I know they spent a lot of money. I know they did a lot of stuff and blah, blah, blah. blah. I just feel like Patriots fans are expecting a big pendulum shift, and I just don't see it that way. It's going to be a bit more gradual i think i think they, they're a better team than they were last year top to bottom i do believe that and i think they will contend for a wild card spot i'm not saying they're a bad football team and i'm not saying that mac jones is bad necessarily i just don't think he's as good as they make him out to be taper your expectations pats fans that's what i gotta yeah. say tape your expectations
1: uh beyond love that, sure. love
0: the Barmore pick.
1: Parmore <laughs> pick excellent absolutely excellent yeah all of the other picks fine you don't you are a team that doesn't have good wide receivers and you only drafted a wide receiver with your last pick
0: in okay bad strategy trey nixon decent wide receiver i don't think he makes the right i think he's a practice squad guy that's the thing where i don't know i agree you you
1: your biggest in my opinion the biggest weakness on that offense is the passing game and listen i know that because of the quarterback situation but largely because of the fact they don't have weapons and i know that you got a bunch of tight they got hunter henry and jonah smith in free agency you need wide receivers well they got nelson Aguilar. Sorry, I
0: couldn't tell I you. Couldn't don't don't even try that. <laughs> don't even pull that crap with me, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my bad, my bad. So that's that's the Pats. That's the Pats. Uh Next up, we have New Orleans. Um, Interesting draft, right? Interesting. Because you
1: know, the- this is a draft like Orleans where it's like, this is a draft of a team that is trying to rebuild from the ground up. And New Orleans is, isn't necessarily rebuilding, but, you know, they're, changing windows right they're
0: in a transitional period for sure
1: so this is a good draft from a strategy perspective for that except for the ian book thing that i don't get but um
0: i no, i understand spending a fourth rounder on there because the quarterback room you have is Jameis winston Taysom hill for some godforsaken reason and now you have ian book so i think i think amongst those three ian book has the potential to stand out and who knows maybe he's a guy that he he took the next step in this past season. Like he was a completely it's different true. quarterback. It's Maybe true. he can take it's another true. step forward. They see the talent and the physical tools. Um, we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm not I'm not too mad about Ian Book. So, Maybe I'm just overreacting. I think you are. Um, a massive overreacting fan base. The New York Giants. Um. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say it. This is one of the worst drafts I've ever seen pretty bad. This is horrible, especially when you given that they were at Dave Gettleman shocking news Dave Gettleman is not good at his job. J- Dave Gettleman? Not great, Bob. Um so here's the thing. The Giants are sitting at 11. They trade with uh with the Bears, right? In the Justin Fields trade to get up to 11, they move back to pick 20. They get an additional first rounder and I think an additional second or third. All the Giants fans up here in in Yankee Land we're talking about how, regardless of what happens, Gettleman got an extra first-round pick, did it great, what's But you know what you could have done at pick 11, Tyler? Taken Justin Fields. Taken the quarterback, but instead Dave Gettleman, two bad mistakes, two wrongs make a right in his eyes. Instead of just cutting bait with Daniel Jones like he should, he shouldn't have made the pick in the first place. There's just so many blunders by Dave Gettleman that like it's a travesty. Well, it's that like this domino effect.
1: They all kind of they all kind of mount up on each other. And, and the like, thing is pretty- that
0: he like makes a pick. He makes a mistake and then he goes, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. I got to fix that mistake. Let me fix that mistake by making yet another mistake. Like he takes Daniel Jones. He takes he has the first pick at offensive tackles last year and he picks the absolute worst one of them all. And then he ends up this season in a spot where he could have taken. Great, he could have taken Sean Slater. He could have taken Michael Parsons. He could have taken Justin Fields if we're really going to go there. And what does he do? He trades back to 20 to get the extra capital, which in the moment, great. But then you pick on pick 20, you take Kadarius Toney. And listen, we are Florida fans. You know how much we love Kadarius Tony. joystick. I'm glad he got that first round money. Great for recruiting for Florida. Especially when you take a player like a Darius Tony that was really a, what are we going to do with him? And you turn him into a first great rounder. Great story,
1: great pitch, everything. Happy for him. Happy
0: for him to get he's that a break. Great,
1: I think he's going to, I think he can
0: have a really good professional career. I agree. But here's the thing. Darius Tony isn't the best route runner. He's very much like, you know, kind of an X type, special type player that can make a lot of things happen. But I do not trust freaking, uh, what's his name? The coordinator um Jason, Garrett. I, Jason I do, Garrett I do not trust Jason Garrett to be able to scheme Kadarius Tony could like nor even if you could
1: Daniel Jones the ability to make a productive use of him
0: right and like and and you sign Galloway in free agency like there's so many other needs where I feel so bad for Tony because he's ending up in a situation where he's literally built to fail He's literally
1: built a yeah, well, P- gonna Tony... to be. they're expe- going to expect him to be Jalen Waddle. He doesn't have the same skill set as Jalen Waddle. He does not. Like he does like, not have it. And I think Kadarius Tony, in some ways, was even a bet, had a better cut. Well, I mean, obviously, Jalen Waddle got injured his senior season. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony's senior season is amazing, but the problem is that people look at Kadarius Tony and they they say he must be a speed guy. Kadarius Tony is average with speed. It's his shiftiness that wins him and his explosiveness,
0: That's,
1: and. The problem that I see coming is they because I don't trust the Giants. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and use him like Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill, and it's not going to work. He best be used like Julian Edelman,
0: exactly. And like, here's the thing, and, and this is no disrespect to Tony, but if Kadarius Tony doesn't go to Florida, if Kadarius Tony doesn't end up with Dan Mullen, he doesn't have the collegiate career that he has. Dan a Mullen. A large
1: part of Tony's success is built on the the coaching staff at Florida. 100% like,
0: agree. 100% agree. And that's a good recruiting pitch because I mean it's true so but that's a thing that, where the
1: work the work's been done on it. so like it's not and he did it so mm-hmm. this is not a knock but it is a matter of like I just don't like giving uh offensive weapons to people that don't know how to use them
0: a hundred percent agree like man listen could you imagine if this Giants team took not Daniel Jones and just some like stonewall defensive end or someone in the trenches and then instead of taking austin jackson or no that was us somebody i don't know anthony the guy from georgia whatever the bad uh, andrew thomas andrew thomas they take like tristan wirfs or makai Beckton. and then this year instead of that they take rayshon slater they're set up then next year yeah. they can go get the quarterback and then they're set for they're set and then they because they got a good secondary. They, you know what I mean? Like there's some good parts to this team, talent wise, like, and then go get a competent coordinator. And, you know, I I like Joe judge in terms of managing a team, but go get a competent coordinator, go do some other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just so mad about the giants. Just, I I feel bad. Tony's going to be a guy that's going to be cut or traded and then he's going to blossom somewhere else. And then giants fans are going to hate him forever. Like, why couldn't he do that here? When the problem is really just organization. Urban Meyer straight up said he was going to draft areas, Tony at 25 yeah so and that would have been perfect that because urban meyer knows how to get he that's the type of player that urban meyer knows
1: if urban meyer knows one thing it's how to use that
0: type of player exactly mullen learned that from meyer like he knows what he's doing so yeah all right moving forward yeah lots of time here on the giants i don't know why um all right next up we have the new york jets and again i'm gonna say it and i hate to say it the best draft they won the draft the jets won really the jets won the draft and i'll tell you i what.
1: will say i will say because like i don't actually even think zach wilson's like zach wilson's fine mm-hmm. i think that they were better i think justin fields was better i think they made the, they picked the wrong quarterback I at agree. two, in my opinion but damn they did everything in their power to uh help that quarterback out they did everything Joe Douglas knows how to draft
0: they did everything that they didn't do for sam darnold and they yeah. realized it first three picks zach wilson at two they trade up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, a fantastic guard, plug Great and play. Decision, in my opinion. And then like, in the second round, they take Elijah Moore. God, that is fantastic. Just with those three picks alone, like again, we we think that Justin Fields was the better quarterback. But Elijah, that's exactly. That's Elijah nor Moore will be fun. Exactly, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun, and everything else is just peanuts and stuff. They also got Michael Carter out of North Carolina, the other um, running back out of UNC, which was a pretty good pick as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Jets won the All draft. Right. Hate to say it, but I liked it. Philly. See it. Yeah. Philly ends up with Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. I like it a lot.
1: Philly. Philly's the team that needed to make the Devontae Smith gamble.
0: Yeah, I agree. They, I agree. they don't
1: have anything to lose. Well, they they, they only they, they, they do
0: it because they missed out on Justin Jefferson last year.
1: Yeah, well, like they they're only in a bad wide receiver situation, so it's not like they need this one thing to put them over the edge, and if they screw it up, they screwed it up. Right. But it's like if Devonte Smith works at the pro level, he is the exact type of player that they need. Exactly. Like, yeah. And Leonard Dickinson was a great pick. I mean, I don't know. It, it was fine. Yeah, I like. They it. made some confused. They did some confusing things, but
0: yeah. But you know, also listen, we're giving uh, Howie Roseman credit here, so let's let's tread lightly. Um, yeah. Next up, the Steelers. All right, the Steelers are the people that took a running back uh, when they when they took Najee Harris, Um, and then they took Pat Fryermoose. Yeah, it's like interesting.
1: You just you had so many other needs, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Both good players, both will play well under Mike Domlin. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have picked either of them where you did. No, I I think I would have gone elsewhere.
0: Right. And I think nice. I would have gone elsewhere in general. Ay, ay. Know. Who knows? Who knows at this team? All right. Next up. We only got a few left. Seattle only had three picks this draft. No first rounders. Um, one of those three picks, Stone Forsyth. Tackle out of Florida in the sixth.
1: Love Go to Gators. see it.
0: Go Gators. Um They only had three picks. I can't believe it. I can't yeah, it's really not and it's really not worth talking about. We only just mentioned Stone Forsyth. Let's yeah. just move forward. All right, San Francisco. All right, so San Francisco takes Trey Lance instead of Mac Jones. Made the right decision based on those two. Still think Fields is a better quarterback. But But I can see with what with they want mm-hmm. how how
1: Trey Lance is appealing.
0: I can see Kyle Shanahan and what he wants and all what's going on in his brain. I mean Kyle Shanahan wins games with CJ Beathard, at quarterback and Nick <laughs> Mullins a quarterback. So like And again, I think it's important to note this is an NF, this is a Super Bowl ready roster. They just got hurt last year. Like they got yeah. the guys, you know, they got the pieces. So they're really out here just kind of looking to plug and play people. I like the Trey Sermon pick in the third round running back. Yeah. Um I like the Elijah Mitchell Mitchell pick in the sixth out of Louisiana. Yeah. That's a, That's fun a good pick. pick. I wouldn't be surprised if he like emerged as like their number one back in week eight or something. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They didn't really address the secondary, which is something I wanted to see them address. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they drafted three defensive backs, but not until, you know, like the the fourth round. Right. Um, So, but they, they, they went heavy in the offensive line, which, you know, for what they do is a super smart idea. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I Um, agree. And look,
0: selfishly, I hope they do horrible next year because we have their first rounder next year. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but I think that uh, I mean, I think
1: I just think with their situation, they're probably going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. for at least another year. I, I agree. actually think tra- if Trey Lance is going to succeed, this is one of the places that he could do it.
0: Yeah, I think I think we have a Patrick Mahomes situation in terms of sitting most of the year, maybe starting at the back half of the season when they lock up a playoff spot and seeing what he's got after he learns a system and all that stuff. And uh, one thing that Borba pointed out to me was that he really hasn't had many starts he's yeah so he needs to get reps and i think in the practice field with this team and shanahan's a good developer or shanahan's a good play caller let's see if he's a good developer you know yeah all right defending super bowl champion tampa bay bucks the only pick that matters is kyle trask in the second round let's go let's go Sign me I up. mean, like, let's go like, run it, run it back. Evidently,
1: Bruce Arians and Tom Brady both agreed that they wanted to draft Kyle Trask, which is mind boggling, which me, is mind
0: boggling. Like, you know, what's crazy. Let's go. I, I can't believe I'm actively going to be cheering for all three of the Florida teams to succeed. Obviously, the Dolphins, you because the, Jag, the Jags fans Jags because of you because I want to see Trevor Lawrence succeed and all that stuff. And I think the city of Jacksonville deserves it. But then, damn, these Bucks really got on my emotional side by taking Kyle Trask, yeah, <laughs> and taking him yeah. in the second round and sitting him behind Brady to learn. Like as much as I hate Brady, and as much as I, you know, sports hate, by the way, as much as I sports hate Tom Brady, like, hey man, like, just if Kyle, if Kyle Trask, Trask is going to learn under anyone, I want it to be Brady.
1: <laughs> I want it to be because just you know? like I, just like we were talking about with Mac Jones earlier, there were certain situations that Kyle Trask needed to be drafted to to be developed. Like this is Saints would have been great. Um, because they're a dome team, yeah. And you sit and you learn under Sean Payton, right? This is in regards. This isn't a dome team, but it's in Florida, exactly. it's in South. You're going to a great roster, mm-hmm. and likely if they can swing it, as Bruce Arians will probably retire soon, and then they're probably going to promote Byron Leftwich to head coach if and, he sticks around. That and line.
0: honestly, I'm about it.
1: I'm about it. I'm about um, it. Somebody, I, I was posting to me that this was probably they might have actually. This might have been a Byron Leftwich pick at QB because they might be like, who do you want to be your QB in a couple of years when you take over this team? Uh-huh. That's a bit of a stretch. It might be a little more conspiracy theory, but like. Right.
0: Hoodies up, third he, eye activated.
1: He, yeah, he, in a lot of the ways, if Kyle Trask can be successful, it's going to be playing a game similar to Tom Brady's. Agreed. This is where he needs to go.
0: And here's the thing. If anything happens to Brady and you plug in Kyle Trask and he's got those weapons and that offensive line.
1: Oh and, my god. And Kyle Trask is okay with sitting. He's
0: he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh very much like it, and I think it's the right pick. Everything else is penny is just, you know, luxury picks. luxury picks. So uh second to last, we have the Tennessee Titans. They take Caleb Farley, and I love the pick. I know he's really good for them. It's really good for them. I know he has medical history and all that stuff, but hey, look, this is our this is the best talent at the cornerback position in the draft. I'm not saying he's CB one simply because the injury history was so severe, but if this man can get it together, if he can stay healthy, man, Tyler, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be looking at him twice a year for the next six, eight years. Yep. He's healthy. Not super pumped about it, (laughs) but, um, Um, good
1: draft. They draft another freaking North Dakota state offensive lineman, which, you know, as, as,
0: as has been stated before lineman from the Midwest going to be good.
1: Makes uh, me upset. So
0: and then finally we have the Washington football team, which had a pretty, you know, mediocre draft. I think they're they're building up very much so. They're in need of a of a quarterback as well. There's just no player here that stands out to yeah, me. Yeah, nothing. I like Samuel Cosme, the tackle out of Texas. I like Jimmy Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. I think he he hits very hard. I like uh Diami Brown out of North Carolina. He me was too. fun. All these players I like at a collegiate level level. You know what I mean? Like John Bates, the tied into Boise. He was fun to watch last year. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys are fun, but I just
1: it's just you know, it's what's the identity? What are we doing? Yeah. Like,
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. And,
1: and a lot of how we tie identities to teams is, is through quarterbacks and mm-hmm. like and through and they've had one year under Ron Rivera. And it, right. was, it was a weird year. It was a weird year. It's a weird so year. Like,
0: Listen, they're 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 clearly in rebuild mode. Listen, they won the division last year. Granted, they won the NFC East. I mean, you and I with a few friends might have competed for the NFC East last year. So, you know, it's not a big achievement, but, you know, they won the division and they were able to, you know, get that culture change that they need. You know, they changed the name and their Ron Rivera's in there and he beat cancer. There's all these things going on in Washington and in Northern Virginia um, that are just difficult for this football team. And I don't know, I think this is a three four five year project down the road this is just organization was such in shambles that the problem with the nfc east is that every single team always wants to win right now and it's at whatever whatever cost simply because they're in the nfc east and they believe they have this like god-given right that this is the best division in football or whatever and because of that um yeah we get teams that are built up really nice like the the cowboys team with Dak's first year, you know, with the line and Zeke going off and that's great. And the Carson Wentz Eagles teams and stuff. And, you know, we get those teams, but for the most part, we just get teams never that never last and they're in perpetual rebuilds. And they're always trying to like take stop gaps when they really just need to hit the reset button, suck for four, for three, four years and, and then sustain themselves for 20, 25 years. You know what I mean? And
1: that's the, that's probably part of it is that they're also similar in, mm-hmm. in the NFC East because, Like in the AFC South, for example, Mm -hmm. like you're sitting there and for a while you're like, okay, Tennessee right now is the best team in the division and clearly the best team in the division. So it's a matter of like, we have to build ourselves up to meet that standard. Mm -hmm. But The thing is in NFC East, it's like, I mean, a better example even would be in like the AFC West where it's just like Kansas City is the cream of the crop. Like we have to build ourselves to get to that level. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas in the NFC East, it's always like, if we just swing it right, we can win it this year. Right. There's never a situation where it's just like, where any of the NFC East teams are like, there's no way we can win that this year.
0: There's no, right.
1: You look at the, the Chargers last season, mm-hmm. and I like the Chargers. And the Chargers, you know, played pretty well for large parts of the season, but it's just like, there was no reality where the Chargers were winning their division last year. Right. Like, no. it is a road to get there. And like, honestly...
0: Like, there's really no reality where the Chargers can win the division for the next eight to nine years as long as Patrick Mahomes is doing what he's doing. You know what yeah. I mean? And but, but the thing to is that they can, they can compete if as long as they beat them once in the playoffs, that's fine. That's all you need. You need to build yourselves to beat that team and stuff. And you know, these teams are gonna get better. And like you said, the AFC the NFC East is very much like any given time, anyone can win the league, and that doesn't that's not healthy for the for the division in no. the long run, you know? So I yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, Tyler, that was all 32 NFL teams. I know this is a long episode, but we're going to be taking a bit of a break here coming up. Um, I am wrapping up grad school. Tyler yeah. is preparing for a big move. So we're going to take some time off. Maybe we get some episodes coming in, uh, but this is the last kind of consistent episode that we'll have for a bit. Um, we will for sure – be coming back to build our or preview college football season. Obviously, oh yeah, this summer we're gonna have some stuff. We'll talk about some some things. We'll we'll come up with some fun uh, special episodes. But um, but yeah, so this is the draft review that we have. Um, I think we end it. We're gonna end this with an extension of moment of the week, Tyler.
1: Yeah. Last week talk I shared him. that I talk was a him.
0: I was a proud owner of NCAA. Proud. 14 chest NCAA 14 for the PlayStation 3. But the one problem was I didn't have a PlayStation 3, Tyler. That has changed. I now own a PlayStation 3. Let's go. Yeah. I own a PlayStation 3. I own NCAA 14. All I need to do is take a USB. I need you to help me and, and like talk me through exactly how you did it. Yeah, it, it's complicated. And I got to do the college I'll, football we'll revamped. I'll, 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 well, fair, yeah. we'll do it off air. Yeah. I got to do college football revamped. And uh, today is Tuesday. You're going to be listening to this episode on Wednesday. So it's not until probably Thursday evening. When I can really dedicate like it's just still sitting in the little wrap paper from the game. You got to let it simmer. You got to let it like you got to let it rest. It's just sitting there on my desk. I'm not going to touch it until Thursday because I got some stuff to do. This is me being mature. All right. I'm not just like ripping it open and playing. You will
1: not touch. You will not touch your, uh, you know, nine year old uh, football video game. Listen, because you've got stuff to do. I
0: do. And listen. I want to be able to play this game with zero worries. I want to be able to sit down, smart, play, the, smart, just spend hours building up this game, testing out different, going to different fields, seeing how jerseys look with the revamp stuff. I'm pumped man. I am pumped. So that's what I'm going to be doing this coming weekend. Well, I graduate this weekend, but <laughs> other than that, a-, uh, a subtle flex, subtle flex grad school. Um, so, yeah, I got tons of stuff to do, um, but that is the extension of moment of the week. Wanted to inform people. Thank you for all of those who inquired about my PlayStation 3 availability of not having one. Um, no one did that, but I'm just saying that to myself. Uh, but I have it. <laughs> I have it. And Tyler, I have the entire thing for under $200. Game, oh, system, what a man. everything. And I'm very proud of myself. So, whoo! Cannot wait to get that bad boy open and play. I think I think
1: you, Sergio, won draft weekend.
0: I <laughs> like, I won draft weekend by finding a copy of NCAA 14 in a PlayStation 3.
1: Steal, steal the draft. Steal Please. the
0: draft. Steal it. under two hundred for everything. Come on, man. Yeah, I loved it. I love it. Uh, you will be getting Facetimes, Tyler, at some point Thursday and Thursday evening and Friday. I mean, Friday during the day, you're going to be working, but I don't care. I'm going to send you pictures. and stuff for much life. longer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Do you have a moment yep. of the week for this week, Tyler, before we wrap up?
1: Uh, in, in a similar way, you're graduating this upcoming week. I spent this weekend, um, which is part of the reason I wasn't as attentive on Twitter and uh-huh. to the draft in general. I spent this weekend in Orlando. My sister graduated from UCF. Woo! Um, my whole go, family went there. Go nice, Charjohn. So very, I'm very proud of her just immensely proud of everything that she's done as a woman, everything that she's grown through college and the intense accomplishment doing it in a pandemic, which you boy never had to do in which the I'll middle to the day I die in the but middle
0: like, of a pan de bono. I can't believe it.
1: Like the incredible fortitude it takes to have to go through that. So I'm very proud of her giving her a shout out on here. Shout um, out to her,
0: Tyler. Absolutely. Congratulations to her. Uh,
1: mini moment of the week. Um, our fantasy football group chat. Uh, oh, two minutes. Got God, not even a moment. Y'all need, of a week, y'all need to relax, like,
0: is the moral of the story. Y'all need to relax. So basically, if you are what happened, listening. Calm the hell down and about for the, the trades. And for those of you who are not a part of that group chat, what happened was, in a nutshell, is that one player, I, I'm naming names. We're shooting from the hip. Friend of the pod, Tyler Renfro. I'm sorry. 1% income, reigning Super Bowl champion, friend of the pod, Tyler Renfro. And friend of the pod, Steven Peters. Proposed a trade uh, – I'm sorry, a gentleman's agreement where if the Eagles didn't take a quarterback, then they had to swap Zeke Elliott and Jalen Hurts. I don't know who had who, but whatever. It's irrelevant. Uh, well,
1: f- um, uh, Stephen Peters, an Eagles fan, had Ezekiel Elliott. There And was. then Redford picked up Jalen Hurts during the season last year. Mm-hmm. And remember, um, we have
0: keepers. this keeper there's league. The so keeper league.
1: Can... So this is very important. Exactly.
0: And so that happened And people went up in arms because they said it wasn't a fair trade. And then they were trying to push the trade when really it was just because the keeper deadline and Tyler Renfro had to set the keeper deadline on a certain day. So people didn't add like, you know, just go pick up Kyle Pitts and put him on your roster and, you know, without drafting him, you know, because every new player. Looking at you, Ben. Yeah, Ben. He has to be subject to the draft and stuff, and so to avoid all that, they just pushed it through. And then there was this thing. Then we had a poll in the chat about should be should there even be uh, vetoes? Like, should that be an option? And then I, they, they were. And then Austin was texting me, and he was like, "What do you think of this?" And I was like, "I don't believe in vetoes." And he was like, "What are you talking? About? Just a mess. Just a mess."
1: I'm at this work week. this whole time, so I'm not actually able to like keep up with how fast this is moving too. I was driving.
0: Like, I was driving from Boston and I was like, oh my God, the amount of notifications I pull in and I read them all. And I was like, this, this is, this is what it was. This is why I kept getting ding in the middle of my podcast. Every three minutes on the drive, the two hour drive from Boston to Connecticut. Hi, yay. love every single one of you in there, but y'all need to relax. No, Yeah. Like, y'all need to relax. It, love you guys. Yeah. Um, but it,
1: I truly, my opinion on the matter is, Uh, was very similar to my opinion on the other 11 possible drafts uh, picks that the Jaguars had when we started the weekend. I'm just like, I don't care. um, (laughs) And I gotta be honest. Like I said that to everyone. I was just like, Hey, if we draft Trevor Lawrence, I don't care. Like
0: you got a franchise quarterback. You should be happy. Oh man. All right. Well, these two
1: other people want to trade something. I I, I don't care. (laughs)
0: Like, listen, I know this was a long episode, but I recommend you stretch this out for the next few weeks. Um, I'm gonna be honest, We don't know when we're coming back. We don't know when yeah. we're coming back. Hopefully. We are coming back.
1: Don't worry. Oh, we we're are. coming back. Don't. Tyler, I we're think addicted to doing this. So um, is this
0: is this the end of season four?
1: I think this might be the 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 like we might have a little epilogues of like some interviews with some friends of ours that about okay. their takes on their teams classes. Okay,
0: cool, cool. Those cool. are a little
1: some epilogue episodes, but this is the last. I think the final together big episode of season
0: four okay all right it might be we will have to talk about if um our like fun like potential playoff episodes and realignment those kind of fun episodes over the summer are part of season four or a part of season five and i love that we're doing this on the air because this right here is just perfect podcasting where this is the
1: writing process right here
0: this is transparency ladies and gentlemen we like you to know what we're thinking Um, but we'll figure that out, Tyler. So potentially the end of season four, potentially not, but definitely the last episode for quite a bit. I'm graduating. Tyler's moving. So we're going to get some stuff done in our personal lives. Football to talk about. There's also no college football to talk about. Um, (laughs) so unless something crazy happens, we won't be on for a little bit. So thank you so much to all of you guys for sticking with us, not only through this long episode, but through our entire four years at sideline judgment, we really appreciate it. Um, and you know it's there's this to is four more there's two here's the more than that man here's the more than four yeah. more listen there's this we started this as just two friends that wanted to talk about i can remember specifically we want to talk about the tyree cleveland felipe franks touchdown against tennessee and we didn't have anyone to talk about it with and that's why we wanted to start the podcast and here we are four years later doing our stuff and here is to a lifetime more of episodes yes so, sir um, we love it. You guys are just as important to the pod as we are because without you guys, we wouldn't really be making anything. Um, well, we might probably be making some stuff, but we wouldn't be as dedicated. I, mean, I do like we are. to hear
1: myself talk. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we're, but...
0: we are over an hour and a half on a draft recap. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, from two people that have franchise quarterbacks, this has been another yes. uh, of Sideline hey, Mine beat
1: mine be yours in a national championship game. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Yours didn't come off the bench at halftime of a national title to win it,
1: but mine beat yours. So, all right,
0: okay, okay. We're not going to start this. Well, this was supposed to be in like three or four years when we're both in like the AFC title picture. Not now, not brother,
1: now, brother. I'm getting it started right now. Oh like, my gosh, I can't. My believe it. the Florida rivalries are are, are heating back oh up again.
0: My, oh my gosh, can't believe that's how we're ending the episode. Look,
1: Urban Meyer's my head coach now, so like you better believe I'm going to buy into this rivalry crap. <sighs> You should. He's right. gonna start calling the Titans that team up north.
0: That team <laughs> that that team in that city with the bars.
1: <laughs> you know, the musical ones.
0: The like- musical ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those sing and song people. Um oh man. All right, Tyler. Let's wrap this big puppy up. Uh this has been a super duper excessively long episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And uh, we are not biased, but go gators. Go Gators.